This podcast is meant for general health information and is not meant to override any medical advice. All questions will be screened and not contain any personal information. If you want a private consultation, contact us via positivechoice.org or you can contact your provider directly. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Positive Choice Wellness Podcast. My name is Melanie. I am an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. Also on this episode is Annalise, who is also an exercise physiologist and nutritionist, as well as our wonderful colleague, Edith Zelkind, who is a physician assistant. We are continuing with our Understanding the Immune System series on part two here. We have added a couple of minutes from the previous half of the episode to give you some continuity, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you. We have, uh, you know, we, we use um, ibuprofen for instance, um, right? So we were taking, you know, you have, you have cramps or you have a headache or you have something and you take ibuprofen. And so ibuprofen does, um, what it does is it takes that, that gut barrier, which is supposed to allow only teeny tiny molecules that have been digested to go into the bloodstream. But now, so if you think of it like cheesecloth, right? So like if you tried to put a pearl through that cheesecloth, it wouldn't go through, which is what it's supposed to do. But if you rip that, now that pearl can go right through. That's what we do when we take ibuprofen. And when we open those barriers up and we let stuff in, right, right underneath that very thin layer is something called the gut-associated lymphatic tissue, which is um, uh, also, so the acronym is GULT. Your, your gut-associated lymphatic tissue is there right at the base of your intestinal tract so that when stuff comes in, the first thing that it that the immune system does is try and figure out like, what is all of this, right? What can go through? What can't? What do I need to react to? What I don't need to react to? And so ideally that that barrier is intact because it is kept, it is meant to keep, you know, the microbiome that's in your gut, in your gut and not in your system, in your system so that the immune system will respond to it. It's, you know, um, undigested food, things like that. All of that needs to stay on one side of that barrier. So now your immune system is all of a sudden, you know, now you've, your, your gut lining is basically, you know, shredded because you're on ibuprofen. And so now the immune system has to deal with all of this stuff that does not belong in your bloodstream undigested food, parts of microbac of the parts of bacteria, toxins or things that are in your food or in something that you ingested. So now the immune system has to address all of that stuff. It has to deal with it. And so it will in a variety of different ways, but that's not what, you know, that's not it, it is not helping it to sort of remain calm, right? And that's the distraction, essentially, from doing what it should be doing, right. which is like yeah. looking out for viruses right. or right, yeah, addressing yeah, addressing um, sort of attacks on on us from the outside world. And so this these types of things are really a distraction because the immune system's job is, like I said, to surveil and tolerate for the most part. And if it is constantly in reactive mode, you're not, that's, that 
that has consequences. And like I said, depending on your unique biology and the unique circumstances that you find yourself in, it can shift to, you know, to suppression where we're, you know, we can easily get sick or um, sort of being overwrought, which is autoimmunity. And that's, you know, things like psoriasis and MS and ulcerative colitis and all of these things, which again, are on the rise um, in the last probably decade or so. Yeah. So I guess that would just lead me to the follow-up question then. So then folks who, who see, oh, well, how can I better my immune system? What can I do to make things better and stronger and more effective? How, is, is that possible? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So the bottom line is... Um, your best bet is to, um, in essence, try and live essentially as natural of a life as you can. So let's go over a few things. Um, she just rolled up her sleeves. <laughs> food. <laughs> food should not come from as much as possible, right? Everybody, and I recognize that there are um, that we all have to, you know, we have budgets and different, you know, different uh, access to food. And, and you know, and I, that is a very frustrating thing because I think, unfortunately, um, that that is a, a topic. There is, you know, there is inequity in the way food is distributed in this, in this country and the way, um, you know, uh, if you go to Whole Foods, you know, you might spend a whole lot of money and if you you know that to to get sort of more organic more um healthy food might be a challenge because it there's a financial barrier to that that said um things like um community sponsored agriculture and farmers market and things like that where you can buy cheap and healthy produce so as best you can, and I tell people you need to shop on the outside of the grocery store, right? Until you get to the bakery and, and alcohol section. And no bakery and alcohol no. section. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, occasionally alcohol. But uh, but ultimately, you're on the outside. Your fruits, veggies, um, some, you know, lean protein, you know, organic as best as possible, grass fed whenever possible again, right? Because you are eating what they are eating. So, you know, that is important. We really just, you want to make sure that you're, that it, that as much as you can, you are eating stuff that again, your great grandmother could recognize, right? Artificial colors, artificial flavors. Again, you are asking your immune system to do a job it would otherwise not be doing. And when you get that immune system occupied with something else, you are less likely to get it to do the job that it was originally made for. So um, fruits, vegetables, lean protein. Um, I, you know, I, I would ideally you're, you're staying away from grains period um, and that you get your vet, your, 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 uh, what do you call it? Uh, carbohydrates from starchy vegetables and fruit. Really that's, that's ideal. And then your body, your, at least digestion wise, you are hopefully, um, you have your best shot at, at 
giving yourself the nutrients that you need and keeping yourself away from chemicals and biochemicals and things that you do not want or need. Um, your skincare, your, the things you slather on your skin, all of that stuff, that is important. It counts. It matters. Minimize what you use. And when you use, make sure you use high quality stuff that you either make at home or, you know, again, on uh, EWG, they will give you all the uh, list of safe and products and things. So um, I would go on EWG and make sure there's also on the EWG, there's the there's the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15, which are all the, the Dirty Dozen are like the most pesticized um, uh, food. And the Clean 15 are the ones that are probably the, the healthiest and safest. So you can go on there and let's say you do have a budget. So you can go and you look at the Dirty Dozen and anytime you're buying a Dirty Dozen, you buy that organic. And then the Clean 15, maybe those, if that's, you know, if it's if it's an expense issue, then you don't then you you know, you you don't necessarily need to buy organic. But those are some things that you can do. And then and then sleep. If we don't like if you don't sleep, there is. I mean, I we could sit here and have a whole like 24 hour discussion. Of course, it would be really bad because then we wouldn't sleep. But. <laughs> But we do have a podcast on sleep that it's you can go so, listen to after this. It's so important. It's so important. There are your gut barrier. Um, just one night of poor sleep can make you intestinally permeable. Just one night. One night. <laughs> Come on. Well, they they have they have done studies showing like, yeah, one night of just like four hours of sleep yes. can drastically reduce yes. your immune system and yes. your body's ability to fight off. Um, and I yes. believe it was something like 70% reduction. Yes. Well, and, and so sleep deprivation reduces the digestive enzymes that you make, the hydrochloric acid that you make. It is, so when we evolved, right, if you were not sleeping, essentially something had gone terribly wrong, right? Uh, something was chasing you, uh, you, the food was scarce, you were sick, something terrible happened. We evolved for sleep deprivation to be an alarm that the body sets off. You're not sleeping, something has gone terribly wrong. Prepare for battle, right? Dump cortisol, get right, like, like modulate the immune system, lower digestive secretions. Cause you know what, if we're going to battle, we do not need to have breakfast, right? M mess around with the hormones because you know what, if we're going to battle, no one needs to get pregnant, you know? And so these are all things that happen just from, that's just sleep deprivation. That's it. Just sleep deprivation. So sleep and then stress management as well, because people think that they can go, 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 do, 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 have this really crazy stressful life. And that if the, if they can manage it intellectually and don't get me wrong, like I am, I am like a former ER physician assistant, right? Like I love me a good adrenaline rush, you know, <laughs> eat that all day. So good, delicious. And that's because I, I'm great under pressure. I love it. Right. But that's intellectually. 
my body is still like, ah, what are we? What is somebody? Is there a tiger? I what? What? <laughs> it's and you know, so you can't. And then we expect the body to just do all the things it normally does, right? We expect to have clear skin and normal hormones and flat bellies and you know, like good bowel movements and great sex and all of this stuff. But we are, if we're stressed out of our gourd, our body's job, and it is doing what it's supposed to. It is not rogue. It is not being wacky. It is not going off script. It is doing what it's supposed to, which is prioritize your survival, right? Because if you don't make it past the tiger, it doesn't matter if you can digest. It doesn't matter if you can fight infection. It doesn't matter anything because if you're not away, you can't get away from the tiger. Guess what? You're nothing is happening past this. And I think that right there, I just want to pause on that because that is the difference between surviving and thriving. Mm -hmm. And I think all the things that you just mentioned kind of has me thinking of our expectations for us in this society, right? You're supposed to be beautiful. You're supposed to have perfect skin and all, all of that kind of stuff. And yet so many of us live in survival mode. Right. Because we're like, I'm fine. I got four hours of sleep. <laughs> I don't take any time for myself. And I only eat fast food at the end of the day after starving myself all day. I don't understand why I am not in perfect health. <laughs> I know. And like, <laughs> she's dying. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But yeah. And then when you put it that way of like, no, you're literally in survival mode. Do you think that your system is going to be optimal? No, that's exactly I love that. it. I love the simplicity. You can't have these inputs and then expect a radically different output, right? If, you know, it's like dating a half tiger, half bear and being like, well, I hope it doesn't do what it's going to do. You know, it's going to do what it's going to do. <laughs> It's exactly. Well, it's like you said, if you're facing the tiger and, you know, you don't get away from the tiger, you're tiger food. That's just the inevitable thing. And then it doesn't matter what happens. Then it doesn't matter. And your body will prioritize keeping you safe over everything. That's it's it, it evolved to do that. It is only doing its job. But then people sort of they do this day in and day out for years and years and years. And then somebody's like, oh, gosh, I got psoriasis. Or, oh, gosh, I got MS. Or, oh, gosh, I got rheumatoid arthritis. And we're like, oh, just mm, bad cards. Oh, you poor thing. And they don't recognize that that has been a decade or two in the making, maybe even a lifetime in the making, and, and then we, we sort of, then we, you know, we were like, oh no, the body's gone rogue, you know, like, and so we start, you know, dumping a bunch of like uh, immune suppressing and immune regulating medication because what, the body's gone. No, the body hasn't gone rogue at all. It has been dealing with a lot of stress, toxicity, crap food. And it has been doing its level best for years. And now it has run out of resources. It is, it is, now it is malfunctioning because it is literally, there's nothing, it's scraping the bottom of the barrel and it's just trying to figure out how to survive. I am having such an aha moment with this 
because I teach this when we're talking about coping mechanisms, mm. and especially when we're dealing with, you know, people who rely on food as as a coping mechanism. Mm. And the thing that I always hit on is, look, th this is your survival mechanism. You have gotten this far because this is your mind's reaction to protecting you. Mm. And so we have to be, you know, kind with ourselves, and it has to start there. And then like yeah. with everything else, our body and our mind, they all function the same in terms of like, these are our survival mechanisms. And when we have these negative effects, whether it's in our behavior, whether it's in our health, it's very helpful to go back and think, okay, where did this start? Mm -hmm. And what is this a reaction from? Mm -hmm. And how is this serving me? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think ultimately, um, the one thing that is that your body is exposed to 24 seven, every single day and time and moment of your life is what's in between your ears. And so if you live in a hostile place, right, you're, you're like, you will be hypervigilant and you, you know, just that stress alone is enough to modulate everything, everything, everything. There's, you know, our, one of our researchers that, that started this place, Dr. Folletti wrote and uh, uh, authored a study called the ACE study. Um, adverse childhood experiences. And um, basically it's a bunch of questions about bad things that would have happened to you in your childhood. And each question you say yes to is a point. And it's, you know, on a scale of, you know, zero to 10, zero, meaning you let, lived a bucolic, you know, you know, beaver cleaver life. And then, um, and then 10, meaning really a whole bunch of bad stuff happened to you. And the study was a very large study, which is nice because that means it's just, you know, the statistics on it are probably, you know, good and sound. And, um, and a couple of things were really interesting about the, the outcome of that study. They also followed these people for, I think, a couple, I want to say 20 years, but I might be wrong on that, but a really long time. And, um, and what they found out was that people whose scores were higher, like eight or above, um, had much higher rates of diabetes, cancer, um, chronic pain issues, autoimmunity, all sorts of disease states. And that the other thing that was really interesting was that they were almost without exception dead by the end of 65. And that's, you know, that's your, 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 um, your cells like swim around in the medium of your hormones and those hormones are informed every day by your thoughts right because you know women who get worried that they're pregnant can make their periods disappear with their minds i've heard about the mind being very powerful in instances i mean obviously with the placebo effect being oh, yeah. being a, a thing um but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It, it does make sense. And it, I keep going to like nature versus nurture. And there's a lot of nurture, a lot of nurture in there, it seems. Tons of nurture, tons of nurture. And so we, you know, we really, 
we un we we don't talk about it. We don't we don't address some of the mental health issues that we need to address. We just sort of the I think probably because of culturally sort of our like American history and how we got here is a lot of like a pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality, which is sometimes great and also sometimes is a great way to get sick. And so there is, you know, I, I really, I, I tell people like you, you're, if you're ignoring, you know, I, I can, you can be eating a whole food, you know, organic diet and be, you know, getting sleep every day and exercise and be like, right, you know, like your normal weight and all of this stuff. But if you are stressed out of your gourd, you are, you, there's damage being done and you will eventually see and feel those consequences. And I'm picking up basically just in, I guess in a summary. So living kind of a more natural life, focusing on eating and putting real things in and on your body. And uh, it's not just about taking those like immune boosting supplements and that's going to be it, right? Yeah. It's more than that. Yes, because um, really we are in essence, like every other ecosystem, we are a terrain on which things either grow and thrive or don't. And if we want things to grow that we want to grow, right? If we wanna have healthy microbiome and we wanna encourage that, uh, we have to make ourselves a hospitable terrain for that and inhospitable for the things that would hurt us or harm us, right? Because um, I always give this example, right? Like you are not gonna find polar bears in South America because they are not gonna thrive there, right? It's it's not the right climate, it's not the right terrain. Same with our bodies. And I think a lot of um, American culture in general is very like, uh, name it, blame it, tame it. And so, right, it's, you know, it, it, there's a, there's a, there's a thing we have to, like there's a virus, we have to fight it, we have to take this medicine for it. And, and that is a, a gross misunderstanding of how we function as biological creatures. That's not how we function. You don't pull one lever and one thing changes. We are complex, complicated, a constellation of, I mean, the things that our bodies do in every second, in every moment is nothing short of magic. And to th try and simplify it into, I'll just take vitamin C is like, I can just imagine mother nature just sitting there being like, vitamin C, you know, like I can totally see her just being like, they're so cute, aren't they? Just so cute with their vitamin C. Um, yeah. It's like putting a, like a little bit of spackle on a foundation that's fully crumbled. You're like, this is going to help. This is totally, vitamin C is definitely going to fix this. And so, no, no, if you're, if you're not sleeping, if you're eating crap food, if you're exposed to toxins all the time and you're taking vitamin C, that vitamin C is going to do very little 
to help you, but you're sleeping well, you're eating well, you're, you're getting exercise, you're having meaningful connections with others, all blah, 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 all, all of that. And then you, you know, you're like, God, I need maybe a little boost. Cause you know, maybe this week was a little more stressful than last week, you know, like, yes, there you go. That's where the vitamin C belongs. But to, to, to just take a supplement and hope that you can supplement your way out of a wackadoodle crazy life, it's not, and that's why a lot of supplements actually get a bad rap because people like, you know, they'll take like eh, vitamin C and it didn't work for me. It's like, well, you didn't sleep in a month. The last, you know, you've been subsisting on, you know, on, you know, potato chips and, you know, like everything stressful that's, that's ever happened to anybody happened to you as well. <laughs> and you and you haven't had water in a year and you haven't <laughs> drank water in a year you have been completely you have been drinking only energy drinks <laughs> so yes that vitamin c is not going to work for you and you're going to be like stupid vitamin c you know <laughs> so it's i mean it yeah it's just i guess what i would love for people to take away from this is that we need to take care of ourselves and one another, if we hope to be able to be healthy and well and to thrive. Can we touch on one other thing yeah. that you mentioned briefly at the beginning? And um, I think it's worth mentioning because it's so ingrained in our culture, which is the presence of alcohol. Mm. Oh, wow. I mean, if there was any good example of putting something in your system that distracts your entire body while it's trying to get rid of, yes. it's alcohol. And so many people um, yeah. do this regularly. Yes. They think it's healthy. Yes. They think that in moderation it's healthy and it's okay. What? <laughs> Tell us about that. Okay, but American moderation is really funny because it's not moderation. <laughs> Everything's bigger in America, including really our servings is. of alcohol. Yes, it exactly. Really is. Like, like it's just a bottle of wine. What's the big deal? It's just a bottle. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to a lot of the European countries that that um, that do sort of drink regularly, um, but their drinks are, you know, like you know those juice glasses that you get for you know at breakfast, like the little tiny, almost like shot ones, like that's the serving it's not like a big old glass of wine like the glass of wine that takes half of the bottle of wine which is technically like two glasses of wine is not a glass of wine so so first servings matter um second quality matters you know where you're you know again there can be toxins and pesticides and things like that so making sure you're getting to get you know you're drinking organic whenever it's humanly possible and then you have to recognize that above and beyond anything else, this is a sugar. It is like eating cake. And if you're thinking like, oh, it's got antioxidants, you can get your antioxidants in a million different ways that have nothing to do with alcohol. Like from the grapes. Like from the grapes. <laughs> Without the toxin of the actual alcohol. Yes, <laughs> like you can just eat the grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Also, you know, there are, you know, those same polyphenols are, you know, found in um, uh, in fruits like like berries, you know, blueberries and blackberries and, you know, um, berries that are, you know, 
colorful. Um, you're getting a lot of the same nutrients. And so um, also interesting thing about alcohol is, um, so one of the really important processes in the in your body is called methylation. And you'll hear a lot of it. There's it's kind of a buzzword now. There's a lot of these like genetic tests that check for methylation. And the reason why people are so interested in that is because methylation has is involved in just about everything that has to do with your ability to detox things. It has to do with how you make um, neurotransmitters. So uh, so it, it, it does it. It, it is involved in many, many, many important processes in the body. And so people who don't methylate well ultimately are more likely to be sick, more likely to have all sorts of, you know, issues with heart disease and cancers and things like that. So really important sort of genetic anomaly. So everybody's sort of looking at that. Your methylation is profoundly affected by alcohol. <laughs> so... The other thing that that methylation does is it, it it protects DNA, and so, you know, methylation can either upregulate or downregulate genes, right? So upregulating genes that are protective and help us is great, and downregulating genes that cause cancer and disease are is also great. But when you mess around with methylation, you can also upregulate genes that that give you know that that are cancer genes and genes that cause disease and downregulate the ones that are protecting you. And alcohol can absolutely do that. Um, for women in particular, it can, you know, there, there, are, there is some, a pr pretty robust amount of research that connects alcohol with increased race, rates of, um, of breast cancer. And so, and again, I think that that's probably due to that, to how, it affects methylation. And if you, again, if you won the lottery, genetic lottery, not a problem, that's fine. But that's why some women can probably drink all that wine. And some women can drink even, you know, moderate amounts um, and not, um, and, and not be well. Um, I will say this, in a society that, that does not, um, does not foster us being attending to ourselves emotionally and spiritually, um, it is easy to choose to eat or to drink or to um, gamble or shop your your feelings um, because it is easier to drink or to eat than it is to face having to make big decisions like leaving a job or leaving a partner or addressing interpersonal relationships and being able to face and create the life that we want. And when you feel disconnected and helpless from that, it is easy to choose those things. So more than anything, I, I don't wanna, I, I don't make any ethical sort of like, if you wanna drink, drink. The question is, are you are you drinking because you want to or are you drinking because you have to? So. And I think that goes for for everything that everything. that we talked about today, everything. like looking at what's working for you yeah. and what's not working for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then being kind to yourself along the way. Yes. 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 I I'm you know, I I'm. I'm definitely a product of a, like, I, I, 
you know, like I said, I worked in ERs and I am definitely a pull yourself up by your bootstraps, like suck it up was I think our family model. <laughs> um, so, um, so I, I get that, but I, I have never seen anything more powerful than love in terms of changing people's lives. Well, I think on that higher note, <laughs> it's about that time. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I learned so much today. My pleasure. And I love how you take such a holistic look at our health. Yeah. 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 It was quite quite an educational experience for the one here who is not that well versed in immunity. (laughs) Yeah. That being said, like, share, subscribe, do all the things you do on the interwebs. And uh, until next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.